0: To Why We Are Here with Empowerment Coach, Energy Healer, and Visionary Author Sharon Rose Washington. Why We Are Here is a portal of heartfelt communication designed to inspire you with expansive words of wisdom, personal insight, and open candor from luminary guests around the world. Now, here's your host, Sharon Rose Washington. Hello, and welcome to Why We Are Here.
1: I'm your host, Sharon Rose Washington. You've now entered into the comfortable atmosphere where luminaries from around the world join us to share their heartfelt contributions as to why we are here. Today, my two vivacious guests demonstrate how to live to the fullest with the ingenuity of blending work and pleasure as one. Both guests utilize the magic that comes from collaborating with Mother Earth, and in doing so, deliver to us celebratory offerings. My first guest joining me is Beauty Within and Without, Lita Kunal of One Love Beauty. She creates vibrationally infused mixtures made from living organic wildflowers and uniquely selected semi-precious gemstones, and she studied Plant medicine since 1985. Lita will share with us how the earth lovingly yields to her and how she lovingly disperses what she receives to others. And we'll find out in a moment more from Lita and her company One Love Beauty. But I first would like to mention later on in the show, I'll be speaking with Vintner. Winemaker expert Mac McDonald. Mac is the owner of Vision Sellers Vineyards. And when he's not harvesting his wines to perfection, he travels the world celebrating and educating wine devotees on the art of winemaking and simply how to enjoy a good glass of wine. And we'll share later tips from Mac McDonald, but now for my first guest on why we are here, Lita Kunal of One Love Beauty. Hello, Goddess.
2: Hello, Goddess. I'm so happy to be here. Really grateful. So happy you've invited me.
1: Thank you well it's a pleasure to have you on and, and they're going to see in a moment just how wonderful it is to just have you present you've been extracting from nature for how long uh, have you been doing the healing arts in, in this field?
2: Well, in the healing arts really started uh, gosh, when I was twenty one <laughs> long long time ago, so about twenty eight years ago, and I you know originally started with various forms of body work and energy work and you know meditation that sort of thing very interested always in in plants and in fact, you know, going back, of course, even from childhood and plant medicines as well.
1: Tell us what One Love Beauty is exactly. Where would you get the name? Where, where did that come from?
2: You know, I think it was one of those ones. It was. It definitely was something that I was waiting for something to just kind of say, ding, you know, hear the bell, because that's the way I work. And I think I was with a dear friend, goddess friend of mine, and, and I think she just was saying some words. And I think she just said some things kind of, you know, how people will say things and they don't realize they're, they're just letting it come through them from the divine. Mm. And it was like, oh. Wait, no, that's good. That's it. You know, everything, uh, you know, so I always say in my little space, anything about oneness, love, and beauty is kind of what we're, what we're on about here. So that really says it all, you know, to me, what, what we're doing here, you know, oneness, love. I love the quote from a, a very wise teacher that says, love is not an emotion, it is your very existence. Any opportunity to, uh, to be with that and drop into to the truth of who we are.
1: That's beautiful. Love is an existence. And when you do your work, you work very closely with flowers and gemstones. And can you let everyone know out there um, how uh, the gemstones and the flowers hold that life force and how you interact with that life force?
2: Yes. Uh, Well, really, I, I think I've been perceiving this since I was quite, quite young because the gardens and any of the outdoor areas wherever I lived, and I lived in many places growing up, the time I'll remember the out-of-doors and the beautiful, um, whether it be a garden or a really wild land around where I was living, I'll remember that and maybe not even remember the indoors. That was my domain, and I know I was communing then with the nature intelligence and, you know, the the devas, I like to call them, or the guardians and fairies of the, you know, of all the beautiful flowers, plants, and, of course, gems as well, and the earth. Um, Specifically... Flower essence is what is called a flower essence, is a potentized uh, vibrational imprint of every individual plant, flower, gem. So they're made by very, very sensitive people that it's a receiving from nature, of course. It's not a taking and it's made by being in deep you know, communion and meditative communion with the spirit of that plant or that gem.
1: Yeah, that's a gift. It's a gift that you're receiving and that you're sharing. I
2: very much enjoy it. It's it's been a very I guess a natural flow for me. I always say I just was following the little trail of breadcrumbs. You know, one never knows sometimes what's around the next corner. Uh, I would say we're all made of vibration, of course. You know, everything is vibration. And the various healing arts uh I've been in were all ways to work with vibration and this is another way that unfolded and really just revealed itself to me, and specifically the way I work just uh, ha- continues to reveal itself uh, and it 's quite a divine journey
1: i visited uh, I had the pleasure of visiting your healing space up in topanga canyon California topanga's a very special place for me uh, it 's magical I, c- I consider it a vortex. Can you talk about your cottage i say your enchanted cottage can you talk about it and, and what it brings and, and Say, for instance, when someone does come to visit and and the work that you do.
2: Well, I do feel that. I often call it lovingly the fairy den, and it does feel like it holds that. I I feel like it really was just gifted to me uh, to be in, as you said, this beautiful magical place of Topanga Canyon, which is, you know, sacred land in many ways. And it's a very sweet space. People, the the response uh, from pretty much everyone that comes in there is they do feel very calm and very... You know, held in a very loving vibration. So it allows, uh, for whatever wants to unfold in my intention that I hold is what is for the highest good. You know, show us, overlaying oh, principle of goodness in the universe, show us what is for the highest good. And, um, and by virtue of, I guess, the, the work that has gone on, I've been in that specific space for over five years. And, uh, people often say they, they feel angels or they really feel the loving, presence of, of nature, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really uh, sweet place for me to allow, allow this to unfold.
1: How did you find
2: it? You know, it was, when I say it was gifted to me, it really was something I kind of inherited. A, a dear friend of mine, who's also a healer, had the space for a very different kind of business, um, and I, she asked me to share space with her, and again, you never know where how the divine is working in your life.
1: And you talked about your magical childhood briefly, and you said that you moved from place to place. Um, can you elaborate a little bit more on your childhood and, and how the magic, uh, and it's still in you, and it's still in all of us, so can you talk about that a little bit?
2: Absolutely. I, the first thing that comes to mind, uh, we were living in Austria when I was about four years old, and between four and five, I remember very clearly I used to ask my father to take me to what I would call the magic forest then. That was my name for it. And uh, there was, you know, pyrite, which they call fool's gold, in the little stream. And we'd dangle our feet in the stream and just be on the land. And definitely at that time, I, I'm sure that I was also feeling many things. Uh, the, the landscape really looked like a, a gnome and a fairy would jump out at any moment. Just stunningly beautiful and pristine. And... Uh, yeah, that that's a very strong memory for me, even at such a young age.
1: Uh, that's beautiful. And when you're talking, it reminded me, there's a book out there called The Secret Life of Plants, and one of my favorite people is George Washington Carver. Mm-hmm. And uh, And in the book, it actually talks about him at dawn walking through the woods, and he would talk to plants, and he would talk to fairies.
2: Oh I love that. Oh my goodness, you're bringing up a memory this makes me want to cry. I was in I was living in Los Angeles when I was in grammar school. So I don't know the exact age but it was, you know, probably 10, 11, some, you know, young age, maybe 9. I remember I actually wanted, I went to see the movie, The Secret Life of Plants, so this is in the 70s, and Stevie Wonder, beautiful soundtrack, I something called me. You know, I remember I literally, I had to kind of sneak, and I took a bus to a the different side of town because I knew I wanted to see this movie, and it was this sort of, you know, magical adventure to go see this uh, very unusual thing.
1: Well, there's a tie-in with you and, and uh, Dr. Carver, I believe, because... Mm-hmm. Even all the patents and everything he came up with, um, he didn't patent anything. He just felt everything was of the earth. Um, if anyone out there hasn't read that book, it talks about plants and and um, and so forth. So I think it's just important for people to read that book. It's
2: beautiful. I love. I love. I love the correlation that you just made. It's uh, very beautiful.
1: There's something very elegant about what you do with your essences, and they're very. Per- you do personalize, but you also have essence oils, right?
2: Yes, yeah, so what has unfolded really is working with people individually. I ask permission to connect with the client's high self and their divine guidance. It's sort of like asking heaven and earth. Really, my intention is, again, to hold what's going to support this person's journey right now, which vibrations, and it's sort of like asking because we're saying between we're divine conduits between heaven and earth, I I always say, our bodies, ourselves, here we are in physical bodies. So the plants, the the gems, the, the nature uh elements are so lovingly, of course, nature is supporting us so lovingly and generously all the time. <laughs> and it, it constantly, I, I feel like I retain that childlike innocence. I'm constantly amazed that nature allows us to bottle that, you know, to retain these vibrational, you mm-hmm. know, beautiful offerings. And so I help to be a guide and a conduit to support choosing, okay, you know, I sort of say, like it's a roundtable discussion, hey guys, you know, the uh, nature intelligence and the devas, I like to use that word, um, like guardians so forth, and of uh, the flowers and plants and gems, hey guys, you know, what's going to serve this beautiful one's highest good right now, and what is going to be the most helpful, and I liken them to music, sound vibration, um, that they're singing to you, you know, and just reminding, like we're tuning an instrument, reminding one uh, that tuning, that those notes that will support you to move through a gateway or a challenge or spread your wings into a new inspirational part of your life.
1: Well, you did use the term notes, so we do think in music. I want to ask you, what's a favorite um, flower of yours yours that you use?
2: Oh, boy. (laughs) So many. Well... (laughs) You know one that calls me to speak about just because it has it has come up quite a bit and it's it's a very uh, deep medicine is the Boab flower that is from Australia when it's come up many times uh, it's it's a very uh, well I will say the Aboriginal people would actually when babies were born, they would have the baby baby's head touch the Boab flower and Interestingly, the BOAB, before I knew that, um, would come up in many formulas for uh, something to have in the room or to have around uh, uh, in, in uh, birth and for the mother and for the child coming in, and it's incredibly clearing. It's specifically meant to clear uh, negative emotional and mental family patterns that are passed on from generation to generation and any ensuing beliefs. So it's sort of like, hey, let's start as clear as we possibly can. And, you know, personal freedom and clearing of any, you know, negative karmic connections that are not appropriate. So, you know, they literally will say it's one of the most powerful essences. And there's a, there's a phrase that, um, I've heard that says, Boab can help break the chains that have been around human consciousness for thousands of years. That's a pretty potent statement.
1: I think it's wonderful. I think that's wonderful to bring up that particular uh, flower essence. And then what about a gemstone? Uh, Do you have a favorite gemstone?
2: Goodness gracious. Uh, So many beautiful ones. You know, I feel like emerald keeps coming forward. You know, emerald and maybe just the time that we're in now coming more and more into the time of the Divine Feminine uh, Presence more deeply on the Earth. And it would say it's it's really a, a universal heart cleanser and balancer. And it helps us to contact the energies of the Divine Feminine, the Divine Mother, and to really gently allow the heart to open uh, to greater experiences of love. You no, know, in the heart, in the energy, and even in the physical body.
1: Beautiful. Now I noticed uh, what I've uh, got from you is in cobalt blue bottles, which is my favorite. I resonate that vibration, um, and that color. And I was like so happy when I <laughs> came to see you and, and that's what you put the elixirs and the, um, your, I want to say potions, your, your <laughs> essences in, you know? Um, yep. why that color?
2: Well, let's see. I do love it as well. For me blue is is an incredibly divine color. It it also is important to protect uh these things from both the flower essences and I didn't mention the essential oils as well, which are which are also plant medicine that I work with. They Prefer not to get hot, and they prefer not to have a lot of light on them. So the the blue bottle will will um, keep some of the harmful rays. You know for that that might kind of make them break down. Uh, I, of course, aesthetically, you know, as I said, I feel it's a very divine. And that, that interestingly, lapis lazuli also came to mind when you mentioned blue and how much you love blue. Mm-hmm. Of course, which it makes me think of you as very a very like high priestess. Uh, Egyptian high priestess. It's a it's a very divine stone, and uh, of course, because it's blue, it's something that supports the uh, channels of communication and the fifth breath.
1: You don't know this, but I actually wear that stone uh, to bed a lot. Really? Yeah, I have a, a st- for my neck. I put it on my neck. Yeah,
2: and I felt very called to. I, I see it on you. It's like I see I see you. Thank as you. A high it's priestess. A, it's
1: a favorite stone. What do you enjoy, enjoy most about your work, uh, Lita?
2: You know, it's such a, a, an incredible honor uh, um, to work with different people that come in. I feel like, literally, I, I get to do what I did as a child. Sometimes I just think, wow, really, Spirit? I get to do this as a grown-up? I get to t- commune mm-hmm. with all the nature intelligences and the angels, guides, guardians, and, you know, highest universal divinity and the beautiful gifting of nature and, and just stay in this meditative, prayerful communion and and tune in with people um, and offer what comes through, that's what could be more fun. <laughs> you know, it's just an incredible honor and incredibly fun.
1: Yeah, it's, I think it's a calling, too, wouldn't you say? Because we do different work but similar. But I love that I can share and send people to you. You do the same for me, and that's really how the world is because each healer works differently with different people, but wouldn't you say it's a calling as well that you have?
2: Yes, I I guess, and more and more so. I've really enjoyed how, I always say, as we grow, our work grows, you know, naturally, and I've really enjoyed how this has unfolded and just revealed itself to me. I feel like daily, my work is growing daily. The information is given in much clearer and clearer and just more and more expanded ways. Um, so, yes, I mean, I do feel like I'm very, uh, very much connected to, to my calling or uh, for sure one of my very, very dear uh, expressions of my heart.
1: And we're going to talk more about that in a minute. We'll be right back after the following announcement.
0: Wouldn't you love to experience formidable, personal, transformational changes to highly benefit your life and those around you? Do you want to eradicate anything holding you back from living with focused clarity in a harmonious lifestyle of the highest of intent, vitality, and abundant well-being? Empowerment coach, energy healer, and visionary author, Sharon Rose Washington, is here to assist you in the revolution of your evolutionary self. In these unpredictable times, it is important to connect with one's own pure inner power base of expansive creativity heightened intuition, and radiant fulfillment. To contact visionary Sharon Rose Washington for information or to make an appointment, call 323-960-5167 or email Sharon at whywearehere.info for a free introductory consultation. For immediate empowerment coaching and energetic transformational healing services, please call 866-231-HEAL. That's 866-231-HEAL. It's time to celebrate the joyful life of the authentic origin you were meant to live. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Welcome back to Why We Are Here with empowerment coach, energy healer, and visionary author, Sharon Rose Washington. If you have a question about the program or would like to share a comment, Please send an email to Sharon at whywearehere.info. That's Sharon at whywearehere.info. Now, back to the show.
1: Hello, welcome back. I'm your host, Sharon Rose Washington, and thanks for emailing me with a few questions to Sharon at whywearehere.info for our guest today. And we're back with my luminary guest, Lita of One Love Beauty. Lita, hi. Hi. What's something that's been life-changing for you and then also for a client that you can share with our listeners?
2: Well, in general, I would say, because I've been in the healing arts so long, one of the first ways that I worked with flower essences were uh, other ways to tune. Hopefully we have many ways to tune ourselves with meditation, with spiritual practices, with going into nature naturally. We're feeling many things uh, in nature, and we're feeling the earth vibration, the air, the water, the elements. But if we're in a redwood forest, of course, we're feeling the energy of the redwoods, and that's supporting us. Um, So I worked with essences that would support me, another way to tune and clear my auric field. So there's many different essences that I would use maybe, I would say probably starting something like 20 years ago, I was I was reaching out and and inquiring in, in this world in a sort of a meditative way. And that sometimes made a really huge difference in my energy. I would be foggy or kind of confused and not, you know, be kind of, trying to discern what's my energy and what's not my energy or what's going on in my in my field and the plants would hold the vibration to to allow me to clarify that and that was just very powerful for uh, most healers are you know needing to tune themselves like this all the time
1: now that's important in the work that we do that as well especially for ourselves with, because we're working in, with others and what about a client something that you might be able to share without mentioning names or anything
2: mm. Well, um, there's there's one story that just always is dear to my heart and a very great um, example. This lovely woman, who her first uh, language was Spanish, and she came with a friend of mine who uh, didn't know me very well, but just had this sort of inspiration. Hmm, Lita might be the right medicine. And she had a palsy on half of her face, and she'd been to many specialist doctors of Eastern and Western medicine, and for weeks and weeks and maybe even months, and no change. And she was very distressed, very emotionally distressed, and it hadn't changed. And so I worked with her and talked with her and did what I did there. And just uh, we had to, you know, go through the interpreter because my Spanish is not good enough to to communicate completely with her. Um, And some specific things came up that were unresolved emotion. I made something that I'd never made For anyone before or since, really, I imagined her in a bath of uh, rose petals and really nurturing herself and healing herself, and I made something for the bath that was rose water and and oils and, of course, my essential oils and flower essences, so a whole uh, magical potion like that, and that's a way to kind of, it carries what happened in the session, the vibration of what we spoke about it, just what happens in that moment happens. While she was there, she was saying she was feeling better and she felt comfortable there, and then she gets to take this uh, vibrational frequency home with her to keep reminding her. And I just said, you know, give it a shake, take, put some in the bath, and take a few baths a week at least, and use it as many t- times as you want. And after three days, I get a call from my friend, and she said the palsy was gone. Oh, my. And I really felt, my my feeling was that, you know, all those other kind of healing modalities that she did couldn't work until the emotional emotion piece was resolved because, of course, you know, mind, body, spirit, as we know, aren't disconnected, you know. So that that just was dear, and, and it was a very sweet and poignant session.
1: Yeah, how we feel makes a big difference, doesn't it? Very much so. We have a couple of questions here. Are you ready to answer a few questions, Lita? Sure. Okay, my first question here is from Celestria, and she's from Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, Celestria wants to know if you teach classes in what you do with natural essences.
2: I'm happy to hear that. I have been mentoring people one-on-one.
1: Next question is from Omar. Omar is from Brooklyn, New York. And Omar wants to know if the gemstones um, speak to you. You did talk about that earlier. And are there exercises uh, that he can do, others can do, to have a more open ear to listening?
2: Mm, that's a lovely question. Well, yes, I I feel that um, the way I work primarily with the gemstones are the vibrational essences that are in the liquid form, and I have gemstones in my my space. And I've always worked with things in a very intuitive way, you know, and then it's like sometimes I'll feel something and I'll feel the energy and then I'll look it up, you know, or kind of clarify, okay, what are all the things? So in regards to listening... Uh, that is the, the primary thing, and I think that helps, that helps everyone across the board in their life. Um, I probably would answer that in a similar way to, to a lot of us. Um, anything, anything that allows you to clear away, I always say clearing the dust on the lens, clearing clearing the dust on the crystal you know of yourself, mm. anything to clear away what is not so, what is not you, and connecting there 's little sometimes i 'll do little meditations with people in sessions, and anything that can allow you to really deeply and lovingly connect into the earth um, a nice image for many things is a tree you know that the roots mirror branches and that a tree will, will give as much as it receives and it is uh, very rooted and nourished by the earth and also nourished by the, the light and the, the heavens and it gives and receives so that can be a really good place to, to tune in really simply and tune into our, the fact that we, we are that, we are divine conduits between heaven and earth. Uh, so it strikes me just to keep start really simply as far as clearing away, tuning in. If we can tune in to our, our center core, and as I said, even just sitting with a tree is a wonderful way to do that. Uh, being in nature, of course, nature will teach us many things. Just being lay on a rock, lay on the earth, get your feet on the earth every day. It's recommended 15 minutes a day at least. Your bare feet on the earth, the electromagnetic uh, frequency of the earth, the energy is very, very healing in many ways, and there's a lot of um, books and a lot of materials and uh, research that you can look up about this. Uh, that's the first thing. I just, I just like to start simply, and then the next thing I would say is whatever you consider to be a meditative process, uh, any practice you may have, meditation is of course always a, a wonderful way to refine, refine our senses.
1: Beautiful. And, um, and I agree. As a matter of fact, we are nature. And, and that's part of the, um, the issues that we're having in modern day is that we have forgotten that we are nature. Um, thank you, Omar, for that question. Yeah, I wanted to say that you are a healer that definitely, uh, has a vibration where you can work with other healers and, and you, you've worked from anything from stress that people have to, um, uh, clearing energy to maybe even business and careers, right? With some of the gemstones and flowers essences.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. That's a very common thing uh, supporting people to. Uh, it's funny; it makes me think of star sapphire that that has been coming up a lot lately. I feel like people are doing a lot of forward motion, and uh, you know, helps with trust in the universe. You know, and focusing our awareness on what's necessary for our soul's progression.
1: What's something someone can do, um, because we're dealing with involution now, people going within and learning to appreciate themselves, love themselves, so they can have more to give to others. What is a, a good um, gemstone and flower essence you might say that you might have for someone out there for that?
2: Hmm. Well, I, I guess what comes to mind right away, again, just kind of going back to basics, is the, the grounding. Uh, grounding is a good place to start for anyone And, um, you know, something like malachite, um, you know, hematite is wonderful. Um, And there's so many, really. uh, You know, I, I, I just am mentioning what just jumps into my mind first.
1: Well, your work is wonderful. I have one last question before you go. And I'm in love with Matrix movies. And the question I ask all of my guests, do you take the red pill or the blue pill?
2: Oh, the one, the one that, that unfolds the whole, the whole universe of, of the journey. Um, I would take that one. Is it the red one or the blue one that, that takes you into the deep journey of, uh, unfoldment? I would take that one.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, Lita, it's been wonderful having you on of One Love Beauty and thank you so much.
2: Thank you so much, Sharon. Really been a joy.
1: Okay. Take care. And we'll be back with my next guest, winemaker, wine educator, Mac McDonald, owner of Vision Cellars Vineyard.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
1: Now you can discover your true identity through connecting healthy relationships. Make your contribution to the world that you live in. Tune into Love Yourself with host Dorothy Doctor, the self-love coach. Dorothy is a gifted listener as well as an empowerment expert. She can help you take those first steps toward moving forward in your life and the lives of others. Find your true, authentic self. Love Yourself with Dorothy Doctor is broadcast live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
0: you love to experience formidable personal transformational changes to highly benefit your life and those around you? Do you want to eradicate anything holding you back from living with focused clarity in a harmonious lifestyle of the highest of intent, vitality, and abundant well-being? Empowerment coach, energy healer, and visionary author Sharon Rose Washington is here to assist you in the revolution of your evolutionary self. In these unpredictable times, it is important to connect with one's own pure inner power base of expansive creativity, Heightened Intuition And Radiant Fulfillment To contact Visionary Sharon Rose Washington For information or to make an appointment Call 323-960-5167 Or email Sharon at whywearehere.info For a free introductory consultation For immediate empowerment coaching And energetic transformational healing services Please call 866-231-HEAL That's 866-231-HEAL It's time to celebrate the joyful life of the authentic origin you were meant to live.
2: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment.
0: Welcome back to Why We Are Here with empowerment coach, energy healer, and visionary author Sharon Rose Washington. If you have a question about the program or would like to share a comment, Please send an email to Sharon at whywearehere.info. That's Sharon at whywearehere.info. Now, back to the show.
1: And we are back with the second half of the show, Why We Are Here. I'm your visionary host, Sharon Rose Washington. My next luminary guest is Mac McDonald, owner of Vision Sellers Vineyard. Mac McDonald, known for wearing his signature overalls, brings a pleasant touch of simplicity in a world of complexities and cookie-cutter copycats. He stands out from the crowd and is one of a select few and at the top of his game. As the head of his successful company, Vision Sellers, a California vineyard and winery in Sonoma County, he is one of only a handful of African-American vineyards owners in the United States. Now, we're honored to have him with us today, and if we listen closely, we'll learn some of his expert trade secrets and, as I mentioned earlier, simply how to really... Uh, Just enjoy a good glass of wine.
3: Hello, Mac. Hello, Sharon. It's a beautiful day today.
1: Isn't it? It's a pleasure having you on. Welcome.
3: Well, thanks for having me, and I've been looking forward to it.
1: As a vintner, you've been in the business of winemaking for several years. What made you choose this type of work, Mac?
3: Well, you know, when I was a young person uh, growing up in the sticks of uh, Texas, East Texas, to be exact, I uh, had a bottle of wine at, uh, at a very young age, and from that point on, I thought I wanted to be a winemaker, and I never lost that desire to become a winemaker. And later, uh, I was informed that if I wanted to make wine, i need to move out of uh, Texas and move to California, and right out of high school, I, I made that uh, trip from uh, from Texas to California to learn how to make wine. It took me a while to get there, but... Uh, if you determine determined to do something, you know, you'll figure out how to do it. And that's really how I decided to get into this wine business.
1: I, I really admire you because, and I want people out there to understand that uh, usually when you're young, you do have that dream within you. And Mac is a perfect a dynamic example of living the dream uh, that he had even since he was a little boy. Now, is it true your dad was a moonshine maker?
3: Yes, very true. Uh, in fact, uh, if you go uh eighty nine miles south of Dallas, Texas and around Palestine Palestine uh Texas area, you can ask almost anyone that's been around for a while back into those sticks if they knew my father and they'll tell you all about him. Yes, I did grow up as a son of a moonshine maker, but you know, back in you know, those times uh, that was a common common thing back in the sticks. Yeah. To make well, moonshine. So-
1: it sounds legendary, though. He sounds, you know what I mean?
3: Yes. It,
1: yeah, that's beautiful. Yes. What, what sets Vision Cellars apart from the rest, Matt?
3: Well, I think it's uh, number one is uh, what sets Vision Cellars apart from the rest. Uh, and I'm going to say this because there's an awful lot of good uh, wineries uh, out there in the world. But I think what sets us uh, apart is uh, our passion for what we do doesn't mean that no other folks don't have passion, but we have a real hands-on passion at Vision Sellers. In fact, uh, you know, there's no employees at Vision Cellars except uh, myself and Miss Lil, who is my wife, partner, and boss all in one. <laughs> so we put a lot of hands-on, a lot of touch. Uh, you know, we do a lot of one-on-one or two-on-twos and small groups throughout the United States with folks who are interested in wine to try to educate them uh, on wine as we understand it. So I think that that's really what sets set us up a little difference, and I think that uh, the bottom line is that folks seem to enjoy uh, the product that we put into the bowl uh, because they, they tell us and they order our wines on a regular basis.
1: Yeah, and I've, I've had the pleasure of having uh, your wines, and there's a very homespun quality. Uh, uh, to what you do and the other thing that uh, even in your presence there's an integrity uh, that's present and I believe it's even present in, in from start to finish in what you do with your wines, Mac.
3: Yeah. You know, uh, Sharon, the other thing that we try to do is that, you know, we try to break this uh, wine business down where that it, it is just simply uh, a beverage with alcohol in it and, you know, get the snobberness out of the wine business. In fact, when we have uh events, and we have big events uh, here on the property from time to time, and we just break it down where you're just a person who enjoy a glass of wine that come. Of course, we have some folks attend our events. They are not wine drinkers. They just come to socialize, and that's why we try to make all the things that we do, we try to make it a more personal, more in tune, and we never want to have too many folks that we can't sit and talk to each one of the individuals that come to all of our events.
1: Now, we talk about the simplicity of, of how you do things, and it's beautiful, um, and working with the earth with what you do, because our first uh, guest, um, she does the same thing and with a different type of product, but she she works with the earth. And um, But your wines have also been in the White House with a couple of our presidents, and also... <laughs> Right, and also Prince Charles has had the pleasure of tasting Vision Cellars, right?
3: That's correct. You know, I, I always tell folks, uh, you know, I have this uh, thing about wines, no matter, you know, if they have been in the White House since President Clinton administration, under President George W. Bush's administration, these wines were served there at least three times in the whole eight years that he was in office. And the president, uh, president, President, President uh, Obama has been drinking our wines uh, in Chicago uh, even before he became uh, the President of the United States. Prince Charles chose our wine when he was here. But I always say the bottom line is no matter what folks write about wine and all the accolades that we've gotten for our wine, the bottom line is you either like the crap or you don't. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, no matter what anyone say. But it's a real privilege. And um uh, you might say uh, somewhat of a blessing. I don't like to use the word luck, but uh, it's real great to have your wine to be served at the, at the White House to be written up by pretty much every wine magazine in the United States and in other countries as well. So we're pretty proud of, of that, uh, you know, where our wines have been served in the top restaurants around the U.S. We're pretty happy about that.
1: Do you have a particular uh, type of wine? Do you specialize in? I know you have winning wine. What, what yeah. is something? What's we your are we,
3: we are a Pinot Noir house, and we uh, were a Pinot Noir house long before the movie Sideways came out, and a lot of folks got onto the big bandwagon uh, before that. But uh, we've been, uh, you know, a Pinot from from our starting days. Now, with that said, we do make a. Uh, a few other wines, you know, we make a white wine blend out of Sauvignon Blanc and Pinot Gris. Uh, from time to time, you know, each year we make a different, use a different uh, fruit, different red uh, variety of grapes to craft about maybe 200 cases of that variety. And we don't make it anymore. We move on to something else. That That's a rotating uh, label that we do. And we make a rose, of course, out of Pinot Noir from my own vineyard here in Russian River Valley in Sonoma County. So, We we try to keep our hands at other things, but primarily we are a Pinot Noir house.
1: Now, you're you're. I mentioned earlier you're a wine educator, and um, and I also in the opening mentioned that you're of color, you're African American, which you happen you just happen to be. I mean, you're you're, you know. But I said that for certain reasons, and because you do educate people, that's one of the things you educate people about, right?
3: That's correct. Um, You know, there's not a lot of uh, African Americans. You know, in the wine business it's getting it's picking up somewhat, and I'm glad to see that um but uh, you know the focus is on education because I happen to select and maybe spend a little bit more times in you know you know south dallas or uh, east l a uh, uptown Harlem when I first started going up to Harlem, I don't think the, you know, you had winemakers going up that way. Uh, and I, when I started going up there about 15 years ago, uh, you know, I was putting on wine events up there. So I kind of reach out to a, a, a group that nobody else is uh, reaching out to because the idea is to educate folks. And once you get educated and understand wine, I don't care who wine you drink as long as you you know enjoying a glass of wine in the proper way. so that's my education piece. In fact, I'm not really interested in just going someplace and pouring a whole bunch of wine for folks to say, "Hey, I'll take a red or I'll take a white." When they ask me for wine, I want to be able to explain them what they're drinking. I want to also explain the area that it's come from because you can make a Pinot Noir from uh, Monterey County, the St. Lucia, Holland's area, of the Russian River Valley, uh, Mendocino County. Because of the soil slash dirt you have, it's going to taste a little bit different of the year. So uh, the barrel selection and a whole other bunch of things that make the wine taste different. So I want to be able to explain to folks of that so that they get a better appreciation for what they're drinking.
1: Thank you. Now, speaking of educating, I read somewhere where tasting wine uh, is best done in natural light and with a real wine glass. What do you say to that? Is that true or what? Matters? I
3: I think so. I I like to say uh, you know I'm not too keen on the light part of it, but I know it's been a lot of stuff written about that. But I think the the proper uh, glassware. Uh, makes a big difference for enjoyment to the size of the glass for the wine that you're trying to taste it 's kind of like aromas you know you you want to also not only just taste the wine but you want to look at the color of it you want to you know get the aroma of it, see what it smells like.
1: the other day um, my husband he showed me a newspaper article uh, in the top i mean it was the top article in the Los Angeles business. Uh, time section and it's saying tasting rooms, wine clubs, visit to wine country. It's super big with young wine enthusiasts. I mean younger people. Um you know of a twenty one appropriate. But why do you think this?
3: Well I think the younger younger folks are are uh, beginning to enjoy wine for what it is. And I think the wine industry is focusing uh on the younger generation because, you know, the old geezers like myself, you know, most of the folks in that wine business, they they're kind of set in their own ways. You know, you gotta, you know, you gotta do this, you gotta have that, and so the younger folks, they are saying, I want a good bottle of wine or a great bottle of wine, and I want it at a uh, you know great price. You know, I always uh, have this thing about storing too much wine, and the reason that I don't do that, I simply just say, you know what. I don't want to have, uh, you know, 3,000 bottles of wine and I mess around and die and then they'll marry some young stud that <laughs> pick up all of my wine. So the younger generation, what they do in most cases is that, that they purchase a wine, they go home and they drink it. They don't have it sitting around to brag about that they have a a bottle of 2,001 uh, uh, Vision Cellars Gary's or 2,001... Bell Gloss or whatever wine it is out there. So I think that that's why yeah, the wine industry is catering more to those. They don't buy a lot at one time, but they buy it on a regular basis. Yeah. You know, we find that, you know, even with our visionary wine club is that, you know, folks like to get, the, you know, four bottles at a time, you know, and they enjoy it. They drink it, and they get four more or three times a year. And, and if they run out in between that, they just order what they want. And there's no pressure on folks, you know, when they do it that way.
1: Well, I've been I've been blessed and lucky enough to uh, visit you uh, and and your wife up there at the vineyard. Can you tell us a little bit about a part of it there? It's called Ms. Lill's Vineyard. Can you tell us about that? What's there?
3: Yeah, we uh, live on uh, nine acres here uh, in Russian River Valley, Sonoma County, which is up around Santa Rosa, Hillsburg, uh, Forestville, California. It's kind of like a little triangle there, about a mile off the uh, Russian River. And uh, we have uh, Pinot Noir planted here. The vineyard is called Miss Lil's Vineyard. And uh, we have uh, about five and a half acres of uh, Pinot Noir planted here. Uh, and it's kind of an interesting, um, you know, the rows are six feet apart. The vines are four feet apart. In the old days, the rows used to be 12 feet apart, vines uh, eight feet apart. But now you have smaller equipment and land is much higher. You can put the, you know, rows and vines are a lot closer together. So we live here on the property. In fact, I was out this morning uh, doing some uh, weed control uh, with the old tractor, you know. We, we try to do this thing as organically as we can, which means I, I use a whole lot out there chopping through the vineyard. But... Uh, we, uh, it's about six years old now, and it's producing some award-winning uh, fruit, and we like what we get off of it, and we like to have folks out here and walk them to the vineyard at different times of the year. On the website, uh, you know, uh, com, we try to show you the season uh, uh, in Miss Lil's Vineyard. You know, for what, three months, we'll have what's going on, and we change that picture so that you can kind of look at this vineyard as you go, and so... When you sit there drinking a bottle of Miss lil's uh, Pinot Noir, you can kind of say, yeah, I remember when those vines were just bud breaking, and I remember when the grapes started coming on, I remember when they were pruning it. It's that type of thing that we want to have connection with folks so they can see the very season and the things that they take to, you know, the craft and work a vineyard.
1: Well, I, I had the opportunity to have some of the, uh, a taste the wine from her vineyard area, and it's as beautiful as Miss Lille is, so... Yeah, we're going to have to take a short break for commercial, but we'll be right back to share more from my luminary guest, Vintner Mac McDonald of Vision Cellars. Please contact me on Twitter at Sharon Isis Rose or go to Sharon at whywearehere.info and send us an email if you have any questions for our awesome illuminating guest, winemaker Mac McDonald. Don't go away. Stay tuned for more.
2: Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
0: Wouldn't you love to experience formidable, personal, transformational changes to highly benefit your life and those around you? Do you want to eradicate anything holding you back from living with focused clarity in a harmonious lifestyle of the highest of intent, vitality, and abundant well-being? Empowerment coach, energy healer, and visionary author, Sharon Rose Washington, is here to assist you in the revolution of your evolutionary self. In these unpredictable times, it is important to connect with one's own pure inner power base of expansive creativity heightened intuition, and radiant fulfillment. To contact visionary Sharon Rose Washington for information or to make an appointment, call 323-960-5167 or email Sharon at whywearehere.info for a free introductory consultation. For immediate empowerment coaching and energetic transformational healing services, please call 866-231-HEAL. That's 866-231-HEAL. It's time to celebrate the joyful life of the authentic origin you were meant to live. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to Why We Are Here with empowerment coach, energy healer, and visionary author, Sharon Rose Washington. If you have a question about the program or would like to share a comment, please send an email to Sharon at whywearehere.info. That's Sharon at whywearehere.info. Now, back to the show.
1: And we are back. I'm your visionary host, Sharon Rose Washington. And remember to go to IsisRoseCreations.com to the contact page. And give us your take on why we're here, and you'll be invited on the show as a guest. And we're back with my spectacular guest, Vision Sellers, Mac McDonald. Hey, Mac.
3: How are you doing, Sharon?
1: I ask every guest the question, why we are here. What's your take on why we are here?
3: Well, you know, there's a lot of thoughts about that, and, um, you know, I go on a daily basis thinking about that. But, you know, I like to say, number one, uh, I have some thought about the creator is my number one uh, Dale, and I know that 's probably a common answer from a lot of folks, but that 's not my number one thought, but besides that, everything else is equal, and I think just to be alive is plenty for me, you know and um because being alive give me a purpose, and I can change that purpose as I get older uh, from day to day. Uh, yesterday I had uh, one thought about something, and I was happy about that. Today, because I'm still alive, I have a whole other thought about something else. So, being alive is is a is a purpose enough for me. Uh, creator being number one, but being alive is uh, covers everything else that I need to know about being here. That's
1: fan- that's fantastic. So f- gratitude for 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 the Creator and for the life. That's wonderful. Sure. The first question, because um, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Sure. They came in um, online here. First question is from Kira, and she's from Philadelphia, PA. And Kira wants to know, what is your favorite wine for you to drink? Um, and when is what has been your best year as a grape grower?
3: Uh, my favorite wine for me to drink are, are rosés. I love rosés. I don't really have one in particular. I like rosés very much. Um, I love, uh, roses of Pinot Noir. And then I would say, uh, I love, uh, Pinot Gris, Pinot Gris out of Oregon. Um but, uh, those are, that would be my first choice. And then somewhere in there, Pinot Noirs from all over the world. I just enjoy them. I don't want to be just a, a Russian River Valley drinker. I don't want to be just a Vision Seller's enjoyment. I want to enjoy Pinots from all over the world.
1: Beautiful, and she wanted to know what was your did you have your best year as a grape grower
3: I think uh, for best year as a grape grower, I would say um, it was probably uh, two thousand and five was my best year. The weather cooperated very well because you got to have that. you can have all the plans you want, but if you don't have that weather. To cooperate with you, you're kind of like dead in the water. So I think that year, 2005, was a, a great year uh, for me. Um, that would be my best year.
1: Okay. And I have a question from Jonathan. Uh, Jonathan's from the Hamptons in New York, and he wants to know um, how let me see, how to get African American wine sold more in stores. And he thinks it's awesome uh, to know of African American winemakers, and he admires your dedication.
3: You know, um, Jonathan, um, that's very good that you asked that. The best way to get African American wine sold anywhere is to know uh who uh the African American producers are and when you go into your store, your restaurant or your wine bar, simply ask for the wine. If you're in a position to have uh board meetings and uh, that type of things, or wedding the parties Look online and find out who uh, the African American produces, and have those wines at those events. I think, uh, I think that that's a, that's a great uh, way to do that. I was uh, invited up to Sacramento to one of the senators' office several weeks ago, and he had uh, uh, you know a couple of African American winers there pouring their wines, and the folks were just amazed that African American wine is, exists. So I think that that's the best way to do it.
1: Yeah, educating. You have an organization, don't you, Mac? Also.
3: I started an organization called the Association of African American uh, Business, but due to my workload, I'm not really that active in it now, but it still exists. Uh, Association of African American Business, you can go to AAA.org and then you can kind of find information about that. It's AAA.org.
1: Okay, and I have a question from Leilani. Leilani's from Denver, Colorado. She wants to know if. White or red wine matters in regards to how you pair food and wine, uh, Mac?
3: Um, you know, I'm, I'm just one of those things that uh, folks that believe uh, for a food pairing, there are some pairing go better, but that's an individual preference. If you uh, happen to be uh, having some good old southern fried catfish, and if you want an 18.5 Zinfandel to have with your catfish, it's your money, you should be able to pair with everything that you want. But I think the the more important for me are the spices and the texture that you're using on your food. Like if you're going to have, uh, you know, fish and you're going to have it, you know, kind of spicy or more Cajun style, um, big heavy uh, cab or a Zan or in, in, almost any type of wine will go with it in my opinion, as well as um, white wine. So I'm not so much as just saying that you're going to have fowl, you should have uh, white wine or that type of thing. It's, it's an individual preference, and I think that that's why a lot of folks don't get into wine because they figure they're going to make the wrong decision. So wine you choose is the right decision, but you need to try a red and a white with the dishes that you have, with the season you have, to find out which one goes best for you.
1: Okay, and where can we find you again, Mac, online?
3: You can go to the uh, uh, Vision Fellows, V-I-S-I-O-N-C-E-L-L-A-R-S. dot com, Sellers dot com, and that will get you right into the uh, website. Then from there you can navigate around to to find us. And you can also see a mugshot of me and what I look like.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I have one one last question. It it doesn't have a whole lot to do with wine, but before you go, I'm in love with the Matrix movies. I don't know if you've seen them, but I ask all my guests, do you take the red pill or the blue pill,
3: Mac? I'm a real real hot type of a guy. I'll take the red pill any day. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, thank
1: you. Well, Mac McDonald, it's been wonderful having you on and discussing Vision Cellars, your wine, and why we're here. Thank you so much for coming on.
3: Thanks for having me, and good day. Take care.
1: And now for my final thought. My guests today, Lita Kunnell of One Love Beauty and Mac McDonald of Vision Sellers Vineyards, works diligently as clear-cut examples to answer the resounding question why we are here. They remind us to laugh more, relax more, and to have gratitude for the simpler things in life. Life is calling us from the inside out. Yet so many of us are robotically catering to the modern world and have become fragmented beings alienated from nature and one another. When we realize we are not separated from nature or its forces, then we have a newfound respect and relationship with ourselves in the world. Lita and Max's contributions ring loud with how to listen to the earth, our mother. And when our hearts beat is one with hers, then her deepest secrets will be revealed and shared. Until next time, please keep me in your heart, and I promise to always keep you in mine. Remember the magnificent kingdom queendom lies within. Stay rooted in Mother Earth, lifted by Father Sky and continue to walk side by side in wisdom and courage with the ancestors. Have an enchanting evening. I'm your host, Empowerment Coach, author Sharon Rose Washington.
0: We hope you've enjoyed listening to visionary author Sharon Rose Washington and her insightful luminary guest. Please join us for another powerfully transformative show next Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on Why We Are Here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For questions, information, and appointments, Sharon can be reached at Sharon at whywearehere.info. Or for direct empowerment coaching and healing, call 866-231-HEAL. That's 866-231-H-E-A-L. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.